Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, Hurricane Fiona devastates Puerto Rico, knocking out power and water to millions. Now the storm is on the move and gaining strength. We're live on the ground. Plus, farewell to the queen, a look at the moving moments from her final goodbye and how the monarchy could change under King Charles III. Then our Consumer Confidential on the growing popularity of med spas for your skin, the newest treatments, costs, and questions you should ask before you go. And two big stars stop by Studio 1A. Bobby Moynihan shares his new project and Ryan Agold on saying goodbye to New Amsterdam. That's all ahead today, Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel here with Craig and Dylan. It's a busy it Tuesday morning. We have a lot to tackle. So we want to start, though, with dangerous and really the devastation um, and the situation in Puerto Rico. Yes, uh, Hurricane Fiona hammered the island, knocking out power to millions, dumping two feet of rain in some areas. Hundreds of people had to be rescued from those rising floodwaters there. Fiona arrived nearly five years to the day after Hurricane Maria, mm. a storm that wreaked absolute havoc on Puerto Rico's infrastructure and left roughly 3,000 people dead. Fiona also slammed the Dominican Republic, and now it is moving. It's getting stronger, uh, so we are tracking it. But first, let's get right to NBC's Gabe Gutierrez, live in Puerto Rico with a look at the aftermath. Gabe, what does it look like there now? It doesn't look good behind you. Hi, Dylan. Well, Overnight, there were more than 2,000 people across the island that were in emergency shelters. And here you can see behind me, this is what many neighborhoods in the southern part of Puerto Rico are dealing with, down trees, down power lines, and no drinking water. And in the distance, you might be able to see some residents there that are returning to their homes. This is, for some of them, the first time that they've been able to see their homes since they were flooded out on Sunday. We just spoke with a family, actually right over here, uh, that told us that they had never seen this much water, not even during Hurricane Maria, which, by the way, was five years ago today. So the governor here in Puerto Rico says that he hopes to restore power and water within days, not months, like happened, like it happened after Hurricane Maria. But still, there is widespread frustration, guys, here in Puerto Rico, that the power grid was not more effectively rebuilt after Hurricane Maria. Thankfully, in this neighborhood, though, we are starting to see the floodwaters recede. Actually, these were much, much higher late, late last night, but overnight, they started to come down. Uh, so the hope is that this will continue uh, to recede and that power and water will be restored. We're right now about 11% of the island, actually now 19%. We just got an update. Uh, they have uh, power. So most of the island still without power and still without drinking water. 
Thank you, guys. All right, Gabe, thanks so much. It's good to at least see some shadows on the ground. The sun is out. It'll help to dry things out. But every day there's a chance of some rain, rain. in that area, just, you know, afternoon thunderstorms. But let's take a look and show you where Fiona is right now. It is still a Category 3 hurricane. So we are expecting this to strengthen perhaps up to a Category 4 hurricane as it passes around 100 miles to the west of Bermuda. So that is something we will certainly keep an eye on as the uh, water temperature is just so warm. It's helping to keep this storm uh, pretty powerful. And even as it moves up into Nova Scotia, perhaps on Saturday, still a Category 2 storm at that time before it does weaken to an area of low pressure. want to point out the next area that we're keeping an eye on. This one looks like it should keep the storm south of Puerto Rico, but we have a 40 percent chance of this developing into a tropical uh, system over the next five days. So that is certainly an area that we don't want to see more storms with the clouds and the rain, especially on the northeastern side of that storm. It does put it pretty, pretty close to Puerto Rico and the Dominican. So something we will keep an eye on. But again, 80 percent of the island without power right now. That's just the last thing they need there. Yeah. Our hearts go out to them. All right, let's give you the latest now from London, where, of course, this time yesterday, the nation of Britain was saying goodbye to their queen. Billions of people watch Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. She's now been laid to rest near her parents and next to her husband of more than 70 years, Prince Philip. Today, senior international correspondent Keir Simmons is live in London with more on the emotional send-off and what to expect from the new era of the monarchy. Keir, good morning. Hey, Chanel, good morning to you. I think anyone who's been bereaved will recognize the feeling here today. Of course, at first, you have the shock of the loss when someone dies, then the funeral. Then on a day-to-day, -day, you kind of ask yourself, what now? Now, I think for many people, the insecurity and divisions in the world today, they will have really appreciated the sense of unity yesterday. The challenge for King Charles now, of course, how to maintain that legacy. In a day filled with pageantry, and processions from soaring music to absolute silence. The summary of a life so full, not easily expressed in a eulogy. All who follow the Queen's example and inspiration of trust and faith in God can with her say, we will meet again. A family's grief shared as world leaders, including President Biden, watched King Charles wiping away a tear at the loss of his mother and queen. His handwritten message next to the imperial crown in loving and devoted memory. Part of a royal tradition, the queen had written her own notes to her beloved mother and husband, and of course, Harry's famous note for Diana. A generational shift before our eyes, seven-year-old Princess Charlotte and her brother Prince George, second in line to the throne, still learning when to bow and curtsy. Outside, thousands lined the streets. Britain's new monarch putting aside the many questions he will face. Will this be the last royal event on such a scale? Talk of a slimmed-down monarchy includes opening more of Buckingham Palace to the public. And how to heal the rift with Harry. Walking beside older brother William, but without his military uniform. Kate, the new Princess of Wales, a title not held since Diana, will play a central role in the new royal family. But for now, it was the Queen's final act. In her beloved Windsor, her pony and corgis brought out to say goodbye. And in the chapel where just a few years ago Harry and Meghan were married, more tears. The sovereign's crown, orb and scepter lifted from the Queen's casket. A lone bagpiper 
the sound she loved so much, playing a lament. And Queen Elizabeth was lowered to her final resting place, beside her late husband and parents, the last day in her long life of service. And we do have pictures, guys, this morning of King Charles in Scotland. The royal family now are going to observe another week of mourning. And, and then, of course, the hard work gets underway, guys. It's a lot to take in there. Keir Simmons, thank you. Joined once again now by NBC royal contributor Katie Nichol. Katie is the author of the new book. It's called The New Royals, Queen Elizabeth's Legacy and the future of the crown. Katie, good morning to you. So roughly this time yesterday, we're all uh, watching history. But let's start with, with what appears to be the thesis of your book. What is next? What, what does this next phase of the British monarchy look like? Well, I think Keir outlined it pretty well in his report. And there are obviously a lot of questions that still need answers to. I think clearly the focus at the moment remains on these seven days of mourning for the royal family. But when Charles is back, King Charles III is back to work, he really will be back to work. Let's not forget, he was the longest serving Prince of Wales. And he had a five year plan already drawn up for exactly what he wanted to do as king. And I imagine that that's going to be the first thing he begins to execute. There's a lot to consider and there are family dilemmas that need to be smoothed out. There's the issue of the Duke of York, who, of course, had a very high profile role, as we would expect, as one of the Queen's siblings throughout the whole of the lead up to the funeral on the day itself. And, of course, the issue of his estranged son. So family, I imagine, is going to be very much first on that list. But then there's the wider picture. There's the United Kingdom. There's the Commonwealth. One of the big reveals in my book, which you'll be reading about in Vanity Fair later on today, is what really keeps the king up at night. Well, that's his worries about keeping the United Kingdom mm -hmm. united, putting that you back into united mm. and keeping us all together. The Queen did it in her death. Is Charles going to be able to continue that? And, and Katie, I'm, I'm so curious because I think everyone was enamored yesterday by seeing Prince George and Princess uh, Princess Charlotte there at the funeral yesterday. And you know, what is what does this mean to them in this moment? What was the importance of seeing them? I mean, because they're what second and, and third mm -hmm. in line now. Yes, and significantly important um, because they are second and third in line to the throne. Princess Charles is not going to be leapfrogged by Louis. That was one of the more recent changes to the legislation made by Queen Elizabeth II, who I think ultimately was a feminist. She proved that she could lead as a woman. She did a wonderful job for 70 years. But um, she's clearly wanting to make that possible should that ever fall to Princess Charlotte. So what mm. you were seeing there wasn't just two children mourning their great-grandmother. You were seeing the future of this dynasty. This was the lineup of the succession because amidst all of this mourning, and it is absolutely genuine, we are all feeling empty today. There is continuity. Yeah. There is a future. The monarchy goes on. And that is guaranteed in those pictures yesterday. You saw the heir apparent and then his heir with the spare, lovely Princess Charlotte, <laughs> right by George's side. Mm, Katie and Nicole. Uh, yeah. That's a great spot to end it. Katie, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank They're you, beautiful thank you. kids, aren't they? Mm. I just enjoyed watching them. I know. Just how well they were behaving. Yeah. I don't know if my For seven hours, too. I know, yes, I know. It was a long event. Yeah. All right, well, Craig, we know you have to run.
I'll see you tomorrow. Big assignments. We'll see you tomorrow. Just ahead, med spas. They're exploding in popularity all over the country for people seeking new ways to freshen up their skin. You go to these med spas, they do all sorts of things. So Vicki Wynn is here now to break down everything you need to know before you give it a go. And then later, it was a crime spree straight out of Hollywood targeting A-list celebs. This morning, we have a first look at the new documentary that dives into the infamous bling ring. We'll be right back. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with a consumer confidential on the booming business of medical spas. NBC News senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicki Wynn is here with what you need to know before visiting one. Vicki, good morning to you. I had so many questions. Oh, yes. Being curious. And things have changed quite a bit since maybe your mother's Botox. Mm -hmm. Good morning to you. You know we were on countless video calls during the pandemic, and it prompted a lot of people to hit the refresh button on their appearances. People were booking treatments at med spas across the country. Now, the masks are coming off, and guess what? We're going back to in-person gatherings, and this trend of the pandemic, no signs of slowing down. <laughs> the medical spa business getting a lift, as many look to freshen up the areas they've kept under masks. I have gotten fillers, Botox, and the Aquagold Facial. Since 2020, the number of med spas has grown 45% for a total of more than 8,800 nationwide. The booming industry now worth $15 billion in the U.S. alone. With video calls forcing us to constantly look at ourselves, the so-called Zoom effect really boosted interest in these aesthetic treatments. But now, as we return to a more in-person lifestyle and lose all those filters, well, med spas are really filling up. The stigma attached to going to a med spa and getting treatments, aesthetic treatments, has really faded away. Women aged 34 to 55 make up the majority of med spa patients. 
AmSpa CEO Alex Tiersch says the appeal of appeal now reaching men and younger patients too. We're starting to see the beginning age drop down into the 20s and the early 30s. We've seen a lot of younger men. I do filler in my cheeks and my jaw and sometimes lips and Botox. <laughs> You're just going to feel a little pinch. 27-year-old Chris Furchert began his med spa journey two years ago with Gabby Garitano. She's a licensed physician assistant who opened JECT to create a less clinical approach to these treatments. This is 24 karat gold needles. This $550 aqua gold facial developed in Korea is one of the spa's most popular services, delivering a cocktail of Botox, hyaluronic acid, and vitamin C into the skin. Other popular med spa treatments now on the market, wrinkle reducers. Beyond Botox, multiple brands are now used to target different areas of the face. The same for dermal fillers. What goes into the cheek is different from the lips or chin. Microneedling to stimulate collagen production and radio frequency. A non-invasive procedure using heat to tighten skin. Before receiving any med spa treatment, experts say you should check with your doctor first and discuss the possible risks, which vary but can include bruising, redness, and swelling. When you're trying to select the right med spa, what should you look for as a consumer? What you should first do is a little bit of your research and not just choose something based on the price, but take a look at the Google reviews, make sure they have a licensed medical provider on site and someone that is specifically trained in the medical aesthetics industry. You can also ask to see before and after pictures of previous patients. The American Academy of Dermatology recommends seeing board certified physicians for these procedures, but both doctors and med spa providers identify experience as one of the most important factors when choosing a provider. At JECT, providers receive six months of training. They're all licensed physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Experts say the provider should ask you about the look you want to achieve instead of telling you what to do. And if they offer services for a price that's too good to be true, that's a red flag. We've all heard the horror stories. People like their face is frozen. They never look the same again. Has Botox, have these fillers come a long way from that? There has been a vast change in the products that are available on the market. She says the look is a lot more natural now. So this is not your mother's Botox or filler? Well, my mother is also getting a lot of <laughs> Botox and fillers. So. Experts say the right treatment should always start with your unique features. My goal was not to look an age I'm not. It's just a better version of myself. And that's the key, a better version of you, whatever that means to you. Garitano says Jekt has seen an uptick in millennials who want these preventative med spa treatments and also men becoming more clients. I wish Craig was still here. They're calling it Brotox. Brotox. Yeah. You, you talked to a man there in that yeah, piece. Yeah, absolutely. So what about med spas being federally regulated? Is there some source of control from on high, so to speak? So there's no federal regulation, but each state does have its own regulation, state and local boards like doctors and nurses and that sort of thing. So it is important to find out how it's regulated. Every state has a different rule as to who can perform these services. Okay. And what if you get something done and you're not happy with it or there's an allergic reaction? What, what can you do? Super important. So if you think that there was some sort of malpractice, you want to report that to the state medical board or whoever corresponds with the person that has mm -hmm. the license there. Also, you can go and see another medical provider because some of these procedures, they're reversible. So in some uh, cases, if you wow. don't like the look, they can inject something else to dissolve it, like the fillers, for example, and write a review.
go public with right. it so yes. other people know. But this is all out of pocket. Yes. This isn't covered by insurance. Right. Not yet. Okay. Maybe someday if it yeah. becomes more and more of a necessity that people feel like they can't live without. But They're right, right now it's out of pocket. They're like all over the country. It's almost like blow dry bars now. You can go get yeah. your round brush and then go get something yeah. done. Some more needles involved. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. All right, coming up, a first look at the story behind a group of young criminals who targeted the homes of Hollywood A-listers. What one member of the so-called bling ring is saying now. And then the hilarious Bobby Moynihan fills us in on his new project. We'll get to all that when the third hour of today returns in just 60 seconds. <laughs> we are back with a first look at a new Netflix docu-series. It's about a group of young burglars who became known as the Bling Ring. More than a decade ago, they gained notoriety by targeting some big-name celebrities. And NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer is here with more. I'm not sure why I didn't know about this yeah, story. It's this been is fascinating. Over 10 years ago. So this new docuseries features in-depth interviews with two people who were tied to the ring, a man named Nick Prugo, along with someone who was a rising reality star back then, Alexis Nyers. These days, her name is Alexis Haynes, and she told me it's time to take responsibility that the Bling Ring victims deserve the truth. Unlike most stories born in Hollywood, this one had no screenplay. It was an unscripted series of heists directed by teens and 20-somethings who brazenly broke into the homes of well-known stars. Their victim list was A-list, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Orlando Bloom, and more. Authorities say in 2008 and 2009, the so-called bling ring stole millions of dollars in merchandise before they were finally caught. Her real-life drama now revisited in a Netflix docuseries called The Real Bling Ring, Hollywood heist. After all these years, why did you decide to sit down and take part in this docu-series? It was time to just set the record straight and for the public to have clarity on the ins and outs of what transpired. Alexis Nyers was involved in only one of the burglaries, the one at Orlando Bloom's home. While the culprits were often portrayed as fame-obsessed, Alexis says her motive was quite different. At the time, I was a drug addict. I was addicted to opiates. And I decided to take part in the Orlando Bloom burglary because I needed money for drugs. She was 18 at the time and had just started filming a pilot for a new reality show on E! called Pretty Wild. I'll say that I think the reason why the bling ring became what it did and got the notoriety for as long as it did was because at the time I was a young, pretty girl having a TV show. In perhaps the show's most memorable scene, Alexis gets a copy of a Vanity Fair article about the bling ring and feels she was mischaracterized. So she calls the journalist. That article would become a book, which in 2013 became a movie, The Bling Ring. The film says it's based on actual events, although the character based on Alexis, played by Emma Watson, is involved in multiple burglaries, not just one. It's not really at all accurate to what happened. In real life, Alexis pleaded no contest to a residential burglary charge in 2010, serving one month of a six-month sentence, including three years probation and a $600,000 restitution to Bloom. Then she was arrested again, this time for heroin possession, a violation of her parole. The judge sent her to rehab, where she finally started to turn her life around. It really was going to jail both of those times that helped me to see that I no longer wanted to live like this anymore. 
Over the last 11 years, Alexis has been helping others as a counselor, writing a book, hosting a podcast, and raising two daughters. They've celebrated every uh, sober milestone with me. She has no regrets about the path she took to get here, though she does regret what happened to the victims. This is her message to Orlando Bloom today. I'm so sorry, and I can't even imagine how violated he must have felt. And so even though I talk about the bittersweetness of how that moment in time saved my life, it shouldn't have ever been at his expense. What do you hope people take away from your story now? I was no Mother Teresa by any means, but we can make it right. We can be free of the shame and, and guilt that we carry and we can move on and, and live productive, healthy lives. Hmm. This three-part docuseries debuts on Netflix tomorrow. As we mentioned, the other person profiled quite a lot is Nick Prugo. His name is now Nick Norgo. He pleaded no contest to burglary charges and served one year in jail. When we reached out for him for comment, he said in part that he feels the docuseries was one-sided. As for the Vanity Fair article and that viral reality show clip, Vanity Fair says it stands by its reporting on the bling ring. Hmm, so what about the other members of the so-called bling ring? Yeah, so ultimately they all ended up pleading no contest. Along with Nick and Alexis, Rachel Lee ended up serving 16 months in prison while the others were sentenced to probation and community service. And now have moved on with their lives now. Fascinating. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. all right, the next Thank big you, thing on Netflix. There you go, yeah. there you go. All right. uh, coming up next, Bobby Moynihan live in studio to tell us about his latest project and why sheep are getting such a bad rap. We'll be right back. <laughs> Our next guest has been cracking us up for decades. For nine seasons, Bobby Moynihan worked right across the street, starring in Saturday Night Live. Most recently, he kept the laughs coming as Jaden, the communications director on NBC's Mr. Mayor. Well, now Bobby is out with a new children's book. It's called Not All Sheep Are Boring, and he's here to tell us all about it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, we're so happy to have you. And I love a good, I, I, having a five-year-old myself, I love reading yes. a good book to kids. And it's fun to take this spin on, you know, counting sheep. So what what was your inspiration behind this? Uh, that. I was, uh, my daughter's five, reading a lot of books at, at bedtime now <laughs> and started thinking about why do people count sheep to fall asleep? That's and, true. Uh, are they boring? And it turns out they kind of are. <laughs> uh, some are, some aren't. Uh, yeah, uh, just that idea of why people yeah. do that. So what does your daughter think of the book? Did you test it with her? And... Uh, yeah, she liked the book. I think that she was a little, the day the book came, we were very excited. So I think she was like, what about me? A little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, rightfully so. Um, yeah, no, she loves it. We, uh, we do different voices for all the sheep and she knows it's dedicated to her. So she Aww. goes, thank you. But mm -hmm. uh, she, yeah, she, she'll, someday she'll yeah. Someday. <laughs> well, it's dedicated to her and you also thank a whole lot of other people too, so much so Correct. Um, that it took a whole page and it, and it needed its own website. And its own website. If, if a publisher gives you a chance to thank people, <laughs> uh, I took it as far as I possibly could. Yeah, there's a website at the end of the book too for all the people I couldn't fit on the last page. That's <laughs> cute. The names here. Who, who did you decide to, to thank? Oh, anyone who's ever been nice to me, I think. Uh, lots of, oh, there it Wait, is. Lots of, so uh, lots of family, friends, uh, friends from high school, <laughs> college teachers, <laughs> any favors I needed, my plumbers on there. Uh, uh, yeah, and anybody anybody who will listen to a thank you. Wait, yeah, I love that there. so much. <laughs> listen, we were talking about SNL today. You start on SNL nine seasons. Yeah. And there are a lot of changes, as you know. I think I just saw eight cast members are departing. Um, SNL creator Lauren Michaels calls it a 
transition year. What do you make of all of this? I've read, I've been reading about what some of them are going to do. Everybody's got things in the works, you know? Yeah, I mean, it always happens. That's what SNL is. It's this, you know, constant machine of bringing funny people uh, in front of your face to watch. And uh, uh, I think it's great. It, more new people, less new people. It's all SNL. I'm just glad the, the show new, is still on. Absolutely. And I'm rooting for the new talent. You know what of I mean? Of course. Because we'll find our, you know, some of our next great stars. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to not feel panicked oh yeah now after five years like it's like i heard somebody got the job and it's like oh great good for them yeah instead yeah. of like why what have you like <laughs> right. <laughs> what are they like do they yeah. <laughs> it's like that so it's very that's nice good. to be happy for them that's, that's good. good i mean yes you have the inside scoop but you you get to watch snl like the way we do so who would you you know i know carol burnett's been thrown out there a lot as a, oh. as a guest host who would Ooh. you like to see out there as a guest host mm. that we haven't seen yet now? Wow. I mean, like, I, I feel like they've gotten them a lot. I would say Vanessa Bayer. I want to see Vanessa oh, Bayer host. That's a good one. Yeah, she's fantastic. Let's 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 get some let's get some new SNL uh, host blood in there. Yeah. Vanessa Bayer. That's who I love that. That's my your opinion. Pick. So you're a busy guy. Uh, season two of Batman, the audio adventures comes out next month and you play Penguin. Yeah. What was that yeah. experience like for you? Uh, the greatest. Uh, I, I could not be happier. Uh, Dennis McNicholas, one of the writers from SNL, actually uh, created this uh, series and, and cast me as the Penguin. And I, I'll never thank him enough because it's the funnest, funnest thing what to do. What makes it so fun? Because you've done a lot of fun things. I mean, I pretended I was the Penguin for many years of my childhood. Really? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito <laughs> as the Penguin is possibly one of my favorite roles oh, yeah. in, in movie history. Yeah. Uh, anytime I get to play one of those like legacy characters or something like that, when you get to step into that world of something you enjoy, it's... Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun, and but people love that it one too. was a blast. Yeah, That's good and, and you do most of the voiceover in your closet. Like, I feel like most people. Yes, have. I live in my closet now. Yes. Uh, no, I, <laughs> no, ever since the pandemic, yeah, I got a little studio in the closet, yeah. and I, I, I don't, I don't come out. We too have studios in the I closet. I know. I do so. the same thing. It's just the quietest place in the house. Yeah, it's and you. It's also it's a it's a scam. You don't have to leave your house. That's true. <laughs> sometimes yeah, I sometimes I hide. We learn from exactly the exactly. Well, good luck with the book. Thank you so Thank much, you so Bobby. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the book is called Not All sheep are boring and it's out right now i love that all right up next another one of our faves ryan eckhold is here in studio good morning to tell us how it feels to be nearing the end of new amsterdam and then later in today food chef molly bass has a caesar salad obsession and she's here to show us how to make your own homemade dressing from scratch when the third hour of today continues Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts.
We always love when our next guest stops by. Ryan Eggold captivated us as the mysterious Tom Keen in the NBC drama The Blacklist and villain Walter Breachway in Spike Lee's Black Klansman. And for the past four years, he starred as Dr. Max Goodwin in the NBC medical drama New Amsterdam. And now in the fifth and upcoming, or the upcoming fifth and final season, Max has some tough questions to answer after his relationship status is left up in the air. And Ryan Eggold is here with us mm. this morning. Ryan, good to see you. Great to see you guys. I know she looks cute, but she's a real diva. I was just about to say, she's a cutie. Yeah, she is, but she, she just wants a bigger and bigger trailer. Exactly. She's been More drinking snacks. on set. It's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really bad. Only green yeah. M&Ms, that's all she'll take. It's unbelievable. Uh, so last season ended, we kind of alluded there, with a major cliffhanger for you and your love interest, Helen, as you were left in the altar. You can't tell us a lot, I'm sure, but where do we pick up with this first episode? Yeah, well, there's, there's a beautiful montage in the first episode without saying too much that kind of brings us up to speed and all the gang is kind of there supporting each other because all these characters at the end of last season all their lives were turned upside down relationships fell apart and and so they're really in this place of healing and sort of you know refocusing on this mission of, of how can I help and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a really fun new start when, when you talk about the fifth and final season yeah. I mean I'm assuming it's bittersweet but is it like a congratulatory thing is there a big celebration are you guys gonna have like a, a, a giant party afterwards <laughs> to celebrate the last five oh seasons? yeah oh I'm getting wasted are you <laughs> five years of hard work um, no it is it is both it is bittersweet it is, it is I feel really proud of the show that we've been able to to do the stories we've been able to tell and this message that you know you can't really as one person change the world, but you maybe can affect someone's life or love someone's that. day positively. And that ripple effect can change the world. You know? I love that's, that. That's very real. That. So, And sad to see this family go. You I know, know, it's been five years of being in love with each other, so. Yeah. I love that. Well, you've talked about the fact that you've taken some of Max's wardrobe <laughs> from the set. <laughs> Who told are, you that? Are there any other <laughs> mementos that you would want to take? I definitely am a, a Max jacket thief. I have, <laughs> I have a few at home. NBC's gonna come calling, be like, you owe us. Um, but uh, no, I do, I need to find something from Max's office yeah. and take it. I don't know what it is yet, but. Something. Yeah, yeah. Just peruse around. Meanwhile, the props will like, yeah. hit you. I'm going to go klepto in the last season. And you just know what they do here start. at the Today Show? What kind of glue is it that we have? Our props oh, yeah. department has this like sticky. What is it? What's alien, alien tape? tape? I don't, it's called alien tape. I don't know, but we go to like take something and, and it's like, can, I mean, to the table. <laughs> they put every, it could, be a, it could be a lip balm, Ryan, and oh they have the alien God. tape underneath. Yeah. So they know you guys. They've got your number. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides this, you're also a busy man. You're in Tyler Perry's Jazz Man's Blues. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Um, reuniting with Tyler Perry. What's what's it like? It was so fun. We were just in Toronto uh, premiering that. It got a standing ovation. It was really wonderful to see all of Tyler and everybody's hard work pay off. It's a, it's a period piece, it's about love, it's about race, it's about American history. It's really an ambitious project, especially for Tyler, who I think is known for, you know, his comedies and Medea and things like that, right. which are awesome, but this is really a new step for him and very proud of him and, and what he's accomplished. That's awesome, you're such a renaissance man. You've, you've performed for us before, you're a great singer. Are you ever going to come back and like sing? Are you have an I, album coming out? Something. I, I want to. I want to. I, uh, you know, Don Scardino, who's who's uh, directing a lot of our show now, just gave me a new guitar, which was very sweet of nice. him. Nice. And how many um, guitars do you have, Ryan? Uh, not that many. Really? Not, that, not as bad. When people as say that. that they're like fourteen. I yeah. know. I, I like maybe like four. Not, which okay. is Which okay. is for a you know guitar guy. Not Are a there lot. differences between different guitars? Do you oh think? yeah. Oh yeah. They sound different, okay. and then when you play it, it affects you. 
you know, and the and the way that you play and the song that comes out, okay. and they're like, you know, we ju they're like you fall in love with them. No, guitar's like a girl. Yeah. So so yeah. bring your girls one day. And I will. I, you know, when this show ends, I'm going to have a lot of free time, so I'm going to sit down. Okay. And I'm going to write some tunes. You know, you're yeah. one of our favorite people. I know we say that all the time. But... I I the feeling is mutual. Okay. I, you know, I think appearance. 50 is we're, coming we're up. getting there. We're gonna oh. 50 is about you talk about partying, yeah, right? We're gonna throw up. I'm just That's gonna roll in a keg with oh. me. And we're we gonna got have a disco a bar. I like the way you think. Right? Why All not? Right. All right, thank, <laughs> thank you so you, much. Ryan. Thank you guys. Uh, the yeah. fifth and final season of New Amsterdam. It premieres tonight at 10 9 Central right here on NBC. All right, you wanna eat some salad with us? Yes. <laughs> not as fun as a That's all we got, though. <laughs> Ahead in today food, Chef Molly Boz is sharing her recipe for what she calls. Listen, the greatest salad of all time. And bonus, she's making steak, too, if you want a little meat. And then tomorrow, the one and only Oprah and the family of the legendary Sidney Poitier. A first look at the documentary honoring his contributions on screen and beyond. That was a fun one. We'll be right back. You know we love this time of the show. It's today food time, and we have the perfect weeknight dinner for you. Chef Molly Boz is here with what she calls the greatest salad of all time and to pair with it, a delicious steak dish. Molly is the best-selling author of Cook This Book, and she just launched a new YouTube channel and show called Hit the Kitch with Molly Boz. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So nice to have you here. How are you? So this is your famous Caesar salad, mm. which you say making a dressing is a lot easier to make than... We it, think is. it is. I feel like most people use bottled dressing. Absolutely. And it's just not necessary. So I'm going to show you guys how easy it is to make Caesar salad dressing from scratch. Okay. I have two egg yolks in a okay. bowl. I'm grating garlic. Garlic is obviously a key component okay. of Caesar salad and dressing. It's okay to eat raw eggs. Okay to eat raw eggs as okay. long as they're nice eggs. Just get okay. nice eggs. Okay. Organic eggs. Make sure you know where they come from. Happy Good chickens. Yep. I'm also grating lemon zest, which okay. is not necessarily typical of Caesar salad, but something that I kind of put in everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, they uh, told us this is one great. of the greatest salads of all time. So it I haven't had You're going to see. Okay. You will see. All right. And then I'm just going to add a bunch of chopped anchovies, also obviously that? classic. Come like they jar? come in a tin, oh, a um, okay. flat fillets, and then you just chop them oh, up. You actually yeah, chop with them. a knife. Okay. And then Dijon mustard, and that's going to help us to emulsify this dressing. Mm -hmm. And then we just whisk it all together. So, so far, all we've done is whisk. Okay. Nothing stressful. So, right. if you don't like anchovies, do you, do you need them? Capers would Capers. work. Oh, also, okay. keep it vegetarian. Okay. And then just little by little, I'm drizzling in a little bit of neutral oil. So, this is like canola oil or vegetable oil. Okay. And Not olive oil. It takes a couple of minutes, but eventually, it looks like this. Voila. What's in that little jar? So this jar has lemon juice. Oh, okay. okay. So we're gonna add lemon juice here to this oh, dressing, along with grated mm. parm. Okay. Lots yeah. of parm. Lots and lots of parm. Parmigiano Reggiano. Okay. 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 Uh, Worcestershire. Okay. And then lots of black pepper. Okay. It's a really important ingredient in a Caesar salad because there's so much fat happening that you okay. need to balance it. And then we season it with salt. And so that's kind of how you make the base dressing okay. for this oh, salad. Try it. Really, still. So then right. over Simple. here. The salad dressing has been made, everything's in it, and this is where we just start to add things. So mm. I'm adding chopped romaine hearts. You could also use little gems. Okay. I'm adding homemade croutons, so another thing. Those. Is that just olive oil, salt, Olive pepper? oil, salt, pepper in the oven. Okay. A little more lemon juice to kind oh of God. brighten things up, oh, wow. and then I'm just tossing this to coat. This that was, is really we good. We made a Caesar in two oh minutes. Oh my God. It's oh, the greatest wow. salad of all time. No, this is, I said, <laughs> Dylan just goes, oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to come up with a new adjective. <laughs> it's good. I'm a oh, journalist. Yeah. I have more oh, words in my, I know. in my bank. Not I just, when we eat. It's just like <laughs> instant reaction is, oh, wow. 
That's the sea sal. Wow. wow. That's delicious. Okay. Now, okay, add steak on. on top of that. Oh, yeah. a perfect pairing. Yeah, skirt steak is my favorite type of steak. Same. So this is skirt steak, which is like the quickest cooking steak that you can get because look how thin it is. Mm -hmm. It cooks immediately. So I'm going to um, add a marinade to this, which is basically red wine vinegar, okay. grated garlic, olive oil, okay. and then smoked paprika and sugar. Everybody loves the smoked paprika. I mean, it's a lot of depth of flavor with okay. such a small amount of ingredients. And why sugar? Sugar just to bring out some of like the natural caramelization. So this okay. is going into the pan for such a short period of time that adding sugar will help for it to caramelize mm -hmm. really quickly before it overcooks. Okay. okay. So this is the marinade and we're pouring half of it over the steak, okay? okay. And then the remaining marinade mm -hmm. gets stirred into this bowl of roasted red peppers, chopped Fresno chili, so those are spicy peppers, Ooh. Okay. and then shallots. And so you're basically doing double duty with this marinade, turning it also into oh, the sauce that ends up on the steak. Wow, so, you don't have to cook that down or anything. So you don't have to cook that down. It's already balanced. Just the pour it on the top. Sound. You'll, we'll serve that over top after Ooh, the steak has it. rested. Okay. And then I'm just gonna sear these steaks. So these have been patted dry. They came out of the marinade. Okay. How long do you marinate them for? 15 minutes oh. minimum. You can oh, do it up good. to overnight. And then oh this goes into a really, really hot oh skillet. Like cannot stress it enough. Mm -hmm. Must be a hot skillet because it's gotta come in and out quickly. Oh man. And they caramelize for like two minutes on one side. Oh You'll kiss them on the second side for just a minute and then it's Resting on the plate, chimichurri sauce, we're the done. Smoked paprika in there mm. gives it, like you said, such a depth of Without flavor. Without having to use a grill. Yes. Oh my goodness. Ooh, come back. What else can you yes. make? I, don't know. I can make a lot of things. So good. Thank you so much for these recipes. Head to today.com slash food. And don't forget mm. to check out Molly's new YouTube show. It's called Hit the Kitchen with Molly Boz. Try this recipe. This is good. All right. I'll Yum. Take some. Well, we're out of time for today. Tomorrow in the third hour of today, Donny Osmond live in studio. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Captain America himself, Anthony Mackie. Watch today anytime over on our streaming channel today all day. You can even catch our full broadcast at 11 and 2 Eastern every weekday. Find the Today All Day streaming channel on Peacock or your smart TV. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.